What would your life look like if you felt confident in your body and in your health habits? We believe that confidence is possible for all people. This is the Free Method Podcast, and I'm your host, Dylan Murphy, registered dietitian and owner of Free Method Nutrition. We are dedicated to empowering women to make peace with food, heal their relationship with their body, and create sustainable health habits. Come hang with us each week as we have conversations that will inspire you to live a life of freedom. Let's dive into today's show. Welcome back to another episode of Free Method Podcast. I am joined today by Daisy. I like cannot say your last name. I'm like, but it's gut. We're just going to roll with it. (laughs) No worries. Everybody Um, does it. Yes. Well, welcome to the show. I'm glad that you're here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So I told you even before we hit record that I feel like this topic is something that I like talk about so much with clients on Instagram and even just see people talk about, but I've never really come across people who like specialize in just like helping people feel more confident in their clothing and like making more mindful clothing decisions, getting rid of clothes that don't serve them. Um, So I'm really, really excited for this conversation. To start, I would love for you just to share a little more with our audience about yourself. Sure. Yeah. So my name is Daisy. I'm a personal stylist and I've been trying to come up with a good way to tie that in with like intuitive eating and mm-hmm. all those things. And, you know, I don't know if I'm an intuitive personal stylist or, or what that yeah. is, but if anybody has, <laughs> if anybody has suggestions, <laughs> shoot them my way. Because yeah, I do, I feel like sometimes we have a certain concept in our head of what a personal stylist does. And I really try and incorporate more of this view of, of how it can help us accept our bodies. Um, so besides that, um, I live in St. Louis. I have two little boys. Um, I spend a lot of my time parenting and stressing and recovering from parenting. Um, yeah. And I started mindful closet, my business in 2013. And before that I was a classical musician. So wow. Quite a career pivot (laughs) for definitely, definitely what, what inspired that transition? Well, to be perfectly honest, I have always loved fashion. I've always loved clothes. I I grew up with some really conscientious parents who wanted to make sure that I didn't put too much value in appearance or in things that they thought were superficial. Um, but what that and that's a great um a great goal, but it it kind of gave me a little bit of shame about caring about those things. Um, and so it's kind of an interesting perspective. A lot of my clients come to me and, and their, their parents or their mothers might've forced certain expectations on what they wanted them to appear like, um, to the outside world. And my parents were really concerned that I didn't spend any time thinking about that. So there's a long way of saying that, um, if they had approved of it, I probably would have gone into fashion right after high school, yeah. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> but they really, you know, um, felt that it was, it was not, um, something substantial enough, um, mm-hmm. or that was going to help enough people, mm-hmm. um, to go into. So I had, you know, another interest, which was music and I, and I went mm-hmm. to that, but it really was never a great fit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so finally, after lots of, you know, angst and, and, turmoil I in my mid 30s I I switched gears so Mm. yeah that's that's great I love hearing that and I love it sounds like it's been like a passion of yours for a while and then you've gotten to a point to finally be able to like really walk that out which is cool yeah yeah it's been a gift and then what helped you or kind of led you to like really 
then specialize more in, I love even what you said of like being like an intuitive stylist. Cause sure. There's like so many personal stylists out there, but I don't know many who really have that, like more like body respectful, like intuitive approach to it. Sure. Um, I didn't start out that way. I mean, when I started out, um, nine or 10 years ago, I was really focused on minimalism, mm-hmm. um, and really felt like I needed to get this message out that we were buying too many clothes and we were kind of going too crazy with stuff and, um, getting women to kind of slow down that cycle and minimize what they had. But what was interesting was that over the years, every client, I mean, truly almost every client out of hundreds that I've worked with, the reason why they couldn't move forward in creating a wardrobe that they loved was their body and how they felt about their body. It was just, it's the first stumbling block that came up every single time with every single client. And so I started to realize like this is such an important factor in all of this. And so I started to do my own research on intuitive eating and health at every size and um, and just realizing the the part that clothing plays in that shift. If you're going to make a shift to an anti-diet mentality, you have to take some actions with your clothes. And it's one of the first tangible things we can do when we're starting to kind of shift that mindset. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that that's the path you took instead of like, okay, well, how can I just help my clients like, fix their body, quote unquote, to then Mm -hmm. feel better in clothes. It's like you realized like what actually is going to help them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anything that I ran across, whether it was people holding on to clothes that they didn't wear anymore or whether it was struggling with shopping, again, it could kind of be traced back to these messages they had been given about either what should what they should wear based on their body or messages they had been given about how their bodies shouldn't change or should kind of stay the same all their lives. And they weren't allowing any any kind of new thoughts to come in to change those ideas. Yeah. And why do you think, or even just an experience with clients you've worked with, like, why is it that people like hold on to these clothes that maybe they like know, okay, I'm trying on these jeans and they don't fit me but I'm still going to keep them because maybe they will. Like, why do you think it's so easy for people to like hold on to clothes that they don't wear? Yeah. I mean, I think as women, we just grow up in this culture that tells us that our whole lives really should be spent either getting back into a size we used to wear or maintaining the size that we have. Um, And you just see it everywhere. I mean, you see it with bouncing back post baby and you see it with like menopause belly and like you see ads for everything saying like, don't let your body change, don't let your body change. And I just think that that has given us all the wrong idea that bodies aren't allowed to change. And, And I think if we just look at our children, if we look at our kids growing, if we look in nature, all these places, like things that grow, grow and change, and it's a natural um, function of, of our biology. So so what I feel like women have really been kind of boxed into this um, area where they're like, well, I know those clothes don't fit, but I also know what I'm expected to do is to try to get back into them. So I'll hold on to them because again, this is the message we've been given. Um, And so I don't think you can really allow yourself to let go of those until you are able to accept like, you know what, those clothes for a different body, they probably were for a different person. I was a different person when I was that size. Um, You gain knowledge and experience 
over the course of your life as your body changes. Um, and so if we can come to a place of acceptance of this is where my body is, this is where I am because of my life experiences, I'm not going back to that size and that's okay, then we can let them go. But it, it takes a while to get there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think recognizing, I love how you said that of like, you're a different person. Like I know for me, I had um, a boy about a year ago now. Mm -hmm. And so obviously my body like pre-pregnancy was different than it is now. There's mm -hmm. clothes that fit me then that don't fit me now. And like recognizing like there's so much change that has happened that you can't expect to just like magically fit back into all these different things. Mm -hmm. And it's not like a bad thing if you don't right. either. It's like, okay, your body just changes. And with that means like getting clothes that fit this new body. Mm -hmm. um, and same thing, I, I see it with a lot of our clients who have struggled with like restricting or just all these different diets where even really digging into like, okay, what did my life look like when I fit into these clothes? And do I really want that life again? If, if that's like, if that's what it's going to cost to fit mm -hmm. these jeans or would I rather have like the quality of life I have now and do the, the hard inner work to feel confident no matter what, you know, size I'm wearing. Right. Yeah. It's, it's so pervasive. I mean, just, I, I love what you said too about like, yeah, our bodies are going to change and just imagine what it would be like if as girls growing up, we were given that message instead. We just wouldn't have this attachment, you know, we would, if, if it was like with our kids, like, you know, you know, your kid changes, you know, from four to five, they're going to need new clothes. Like, wouldn't For it sure, be amazing yeah. if, if we told women like, hey, you're going to go through puberty, your body's going to change a lot, you're going to need new clothes. When you get into your working life, your body's going to change a lot. If you have children, and even if you don't, when you go into, you know, mid age, like things will change. Um, but we just haven't been allowed to think because of course there's that whole industry wanting us to um stay the same size so um and it just it causes what I, what i saw with my clients is it just caused so much frustration and so much unhappiness they really couldn't again like allow themselves to buy clothes that they loved mm, yeah because of this feeling they had to get back to something from the past yeah and then so what do you feel like the shift is that you've seen in clients as you start to do more of that like inner work or they do that inner work mm -hmm. themselves to really make peace mm -hmm. with whatever you know size may fit or having to get rid of clothes that don't mm -hmm. fit or buying new clothes that fit like what have you seen like what changes have you seen in your clients that you've worked with yeah well i you know i want to say is i'm sure you acknowledge in all your work mm -hmm. that it's a process and you have to grieve yes. right Oh, yeah. Um, and so I've learned a lot about body grief from Brianna Campos. I follow her work really closely and there is definitely a stage of that, um, with your clothes as well. So I never want to say like, Hey, just toss those clothes, go get some new ones. You'll be fine. That's, that's not how it works. But I think if we can acknowledge the grief, acknowledge the sadness that that is a, a past time of our life. We may not get that body back and that's going to be okay. Um, and then sometimes for people buying clothes in a new size is really that confirmation. And it's hard to have that confirmation that like, oh, okay, I really am not the size that I used to be. Um, so I think just really allowing yourself to to know that this is a change and change can be hard and nobody expects you to, you know, be happy about it overnight. Um, and allowing, allowing some of that sadness, I think is important. Yeah. I think that can be so powerful because it's not like, 
telling people like, oh, just like suck it up. It's not that big of a deal. It's like, no, it it is. And it's very mm-hmm. normal to feel sad or, you know, a, a whole mix of emotions, especially like we've talked about with this culture that we're living in that's like feeding us this message of mm-hmm. like, okay, we'll just lose weight and then you'll fix fit in the, mm-hmm. the jeans again. But mm-hmm. knowing like the costs that may come with that, the like unhealthy patterns that may stem from that. Um, so it does, I feel like takes so much inner work. It's not as easy as, you know, going to the store. I mean, a lot of the work we do with clients is even like, okay, if you're in the fitting room and you're trying on clothes, like let's even just talk through that experience yeah. together. Um, and especially you might even, I mean, probably know more about this than I do. Like how the sizes are so different at different stores too. So Mm -hmm. it's like clients could have an idea of like, okay, I need to go buy size X Mm -hmm. at this store because I need a size bigger, but then maybe another store they Mm -hmm. need like two sizes above. So it's, it's hard to, because there's these numbers that can feel so concrete and how to like hold those loosely. Yeah, it's, it's so hard. And I, I want to like, this is a good spot to acknowledge too, that mm-hmm. definitely the larger your body gets, the yeah. fewer options you have. And that's a mm-hmm. very real thing. And so a yeah. lot of my clients will have grief about not only am I a different size, but I have mm-hmm. fewer options. And yeah. that is totally reality. And, and we have to yeah. acknowledge that. What I always have my clients do is um, when they're working with me, at least I have them take their measurements and we try and talk about measurements as morally neutral, right? Yeah. They're, they're a tool. Um, and at least in the first round of shopping that I do for my clients, I choose all the sizes for them based on their measurements. So they actually don't have to think about it at least once. Um, but then we talk a lot about how to do this going forward and using size charts and also ordering multiple sizes. And because it is, I mean, I can't tell you, I'm, I, well, you're a woman and you buy clothes, so you know, but it is so incredibly frustrating, right? Like that you will be one size in one item in one store. And even in within the same store, you'll be the, a different size in a different item. Um, and there's no reason for why that exists. I mean, sizing is completely arbitrary. Companies change it all the time. Um, There's no standardization whatsoever. Um, And so your best bet is to try and know your measurements and try and look at size charts online. And then as I mentioned previously, like I always say buy two sizes and start with the larger size, like try on the larger size first. If you need to go down, that's great. But um, really allow yourself the experimentation process like to I think a lot of people feel like they're failing because they order one different size than they're used to and they try that one thing on and that one thing doesn't fit and but that is just the way it works and that's just normal I tell my clients we're going to return 90% of the stuff you try on so if everybody kind of could have that mindset knowing that like because of the arbitrary measurements because of the arbitrary proportions that clothes are made in you know, they're made for an average of every woman on earth. And each of us is not that amalgamation. Yeah. And so it's just, it just makes sense, even though it's not great, it makes sense that most clothes wouldn't fit our specific body. So just knowing, um, no matter your size, no matter your shape, that that's a really common experience and to expect that it doesn't mean your body is wrong. If something doesn't fit, it's, it's really just a matter of like that item wasn't cut for your body. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love all of that. And I think this kind of leads into two, one thing you talk about of like the concept of like flattering and like why that may be keeping people from discovering their own like personal Mm -hmm. style. I would love to hear you talk on that more because I feel like there is so much 
talk around like, okay, well, if you have this body type, then this Mm -hmm. is flattering. And if you have this, then this is flattering. And, um, you know, even how that may overlap with like trends that are going on and like, okay, well, is that, you know, flattering for my body type? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I would love to hear you talk more to that. Yeah. I mean, definitely people have different, um, ideas and and perceptions sometimes of what the word flattering means. But I think we can generally say in a in a wardrobe sense that if someone says something is flattering on you, it means that it makes you appear as small as possible. Um, and it doesn't show you or make your body look any bigger um, than it is. It doesn't show some sort of optical illusion. Um, and to me, that means we're prior- prioritizing looking as small as possible which in itself is kind of fat phobic or anti-diet. Yeah, and for sure. um, we're, we're saying that that is a better thing to be, is to be smaller because we're striving to look that way. And the reason why it can really keep you from discovering what you like is because if we follow all those rules, those rules are arbitrary and they are, you know, you come out molded into the form that you are and that has nothing your outer shape doesn't have anything to do with the things that you like or what you love or what you're interested in and so if everyone who had you know a quote pear-shaped body dressed the same way I mean that that makes no sense it's like everyone's going to have different tastes and so I feel like if you get really caught up on that trying to dress to flatter your body in this conventional sense of the word, then you're not going to pay attention to what you actually like. You're going to pay attention to like, again, what my my priority is, what will make my body look smaller. Um, and so I just find that really, when people realize that they've been doing that, then they, they think like, well, I actually have no idea what I like, you know? And so it's a process of discovery of kind of figuring out like, do you like this shape? Do you like this shape? Do you like these prints and patterns? And you get to choose. It's not determined because of the arbitrary shape of your body that you you just kind of are born with. Yeah. Mm. And I think, sense? oh, absolutely. And I think clothing can be such a fun way for people to express their personality and their interest and, you know, so many different things. But if they're put into this box of like, oh, well, based on, you know, you have a short torso or you have this, you have that, you need to be wearing these certain clothes. I feel like it can limit someone's, you know, personality. And even a thought that's coming to mind for me is like, Mm having a one-year-old son, this probably won't last much longer once mm-hmm. he kind of like can have his own opinion. But right now I'm like, oh, this is like so fun getting to dress him because I can just yeah. like choose clothes. I'm like, that's cute. Like, I like mm-hmm. that. And and even something that comes to mind is like, I have a friend who has a kid that is about the same age as my son and we have very different like personal styles. Mm-hmm. So it's been really cool to see like how just our own styles have come out. And it's like, mm-hmm. neither style obviously is like good or bad. It's just like, right. this allows me to express my personality, just right. like she can dress her daughter and express her personality. And so I think taking that and applying it to our the own, our own way that we, you know, buy clothes, put on clothes of like, mm-hmm. does this like express my personality? Does this make me feel like me? Or am I trying to like fit into a box of what I think, you know, people with like, larger hips or smaller torsos or whatever should be wearing. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. And I, it, I do feel like, so for me, I, I try to switch the priority from does this make me look as small as possible to does this make me feel as much like myself mm, as I can. Yeah. Right. And so, and I was just having this conversation with a client the other day where, you know, we had talked and talked and talked about it. Um, but she just really, really, 
is concerned about what other people will think of her in her clothes, that other people will have judgmental thoughts that they'll say, that's not flattering on her, that doesn't look good, or she looks bigger in those clothes. And um, she finally kind of came to a point of understanding, like, that's putting all the value and the worth on everyone else's opinions. Mm, And if you are not comfortable, if you don't like what you wear, it's kind of I don't know. I think that should be the important part, right? Um, Because we can never control what other people will think. And everyone's going to have, it's objective. It's never going to, it's, or is it subjective? (laughs) I always get that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's subjective, but you know, everyone's going to have a different opinion. Um, And so we have to go with our gut first um, Mm -hmm. and value our inner kind of our inner voice and our inner feelings and needs. Um, and mm-hmm. our comfort, that's a huge yes. thing as well, value our comfort over what we appear to someone else in, in their eyes. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Because I think if we try and fit into, you know, whatever outfit we may think is in style or more people will be like, oh my gosh, you look so cute. Where's that from? Mm-hmm. But if it's an outfit that you're also like, I don't really feel myself in this. Like mm-hmm. this doesn't really feel like me. That's probably going to impact how you show up at, you know, dinner with your friend, date night mm-hmm. with your partner, like wherever, whatever the setting may be, it's probably going to impact much more than just, you know, you throwing on an outfit and yeah. that being the end of it. So I think recognizing too how what you wear can impact so much of your life. Yeah, I mean, I think it connects so much you know, with the work that you do, of course, where it's like, Mm -hmm. again, we've been fed all these rules, right? Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of work to listen to yourself and your body. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think food is a way to, to work on that skill. And I think listening to yourself about clothing is one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, A fun last question I would love Mm -hmm. to ask is what is like a style that or just like a trend, whether it's a trend Mm -hmm. or just like a a clothing style that like Mm -hmm. you're loving right now. Hmm, Give me a minute. So I have, I got on TikTok this summer. um, Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of newly on TikTok Uh and it's crazy how fast the trends go. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It'll be like one week is this thing when, you know, Mm -hmm. um, one thing I, I think is kind of been a trend and it continues Mm -hmm. to be happening and it's not a specific thing necessarily, but I do think people are really moving away from um, dressing for for being flattering and people Mm -hmm. are really embracing, I think, their personal style and and even things that would be perceived as ugly or Mm -hmm. as making you look bigger than Mm -hmm. you are and things like that. I mean, I'm thinking in specific right now about the the Birkenstock Boston clogs. I literally, I, you're like reading my mind because I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. crazy because, um, yeah, I mean, nobody would ever say that's like a flattering shoe or that yeah, makes no. you look taller or thinner or <laughs> yeah. anything like that, but it's yeah. super popular. And I just, I think that's great. I don't personally like the shoe. I'm not going to mm-hmm. wear the shoe. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but I just like the idea of caring less and one mm-hmm. thing about that shoe i mean i wear birkenstocks all summer is they are really comfortable oh my gosh yeah. and so if you're prioritizing that over what someone else would think i'm sure there's plenty of um older generations out there looking at at mm-hmm. kids wearing the boston yeah. fog and being like those are hideous why are you guys yeah. doing that <laughs> but i just love the idea of like this younger generation being like we don't care yeah yeah which i really and i feel like tiktok is where i see it a lot too but i feel like i do see more and more people that are like, this is what I'm going to wear, like baggy jeans, baggy sweatshirt. Like this Mm -hmm. is what 
I feel myself mm-hmm. in. Um, and I think that mixed with like, okay, how can we like move away from like, how can I look as small as possible? How can I hold on to these clothes? Like, I think there's, there's a lot of things with this new generation, like, mm, I don't know, but, but with some of the things w- that they're doing with clothing, I'm like, yes, like, mm-hmm. I feel like y'all are like expressing what, what you like and, and wearing the Boston clogs if you want mm-hmm. to and not wearing them if you don't want to. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the important part too, is that like recognizing that you, again, you get to choose, you get to opt mm-hmm. in, you get to yeah. say, well, I don't care that they're trendy. I don't like them and I won't wear them, you know, yes. as opposed yes. to being like, well, that's the trendy thing. I guess I need mm-hmm. to go buy those. So it works yeah. both ways. It really, again, if you're listening to yourself, that's the best way to kind of stay on a steady course, I feel like. Yeah. And I think that's something that can come with just having a like confidence and, and respect in your body is mm-hmm. you don't feel like you have to like stay up to date with the latest trends. It's mm-hmm. more so you can kind of see it through like, do I even like this trend? Like, am I just buying these Boston clogs because everyone else is, or do Mm -hmm. I like genuinely like them or Mm -hmm. want to have them as well Mm -hmm. instead of like, Ooh, okay, this is going to make me look like cool or thin or, or whatever Mm -hmm. the reason may be. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. And I think the more you can develop your own personal style and, and know what you like personally. And that's going to continue to change. It's not as if I, you know, it's not as if you identify one style when you hit adulthood and it never changes, just like our body, our tastes are going to change and fashion's going to change and our personal style will change. But again, having that gives you, I think, the confidence to look at those things and decide. Yes. Yes. One of my friends literally texted me this morning was like, what is the worst fashion trend that you've ever had, <laughs> that you've ever followed? I'm like, do yeah. you know who I'm interviewing today on my podcast? This <laughs> oh, is that's perfect. Hilarious. But I was like, in college, I so I was in college 2010 to 2014 and, um, like bright colored skinny jeans were really in style. Mm -hmm. So I had like Royal blue skinny jeans and I would wear all those like bobble necklaces with like Mm -hmm. all these things. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, some people now may still love them, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. now I like wear so many neutrals. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what? That's so different. Mm -hmm. But like Mm -hmm. at the time I'm like, I love that. I felt so confident in it. So I think it's also cool to see how, yeah, your clothing may change as you grow and change. Mm -hmm. Like I'm obviously a different person than I was in college. So I'm probably going to like different clothes than I did then. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's another one of those messages um, that's out there. That's like, oh, you can build this timeless wardrobe and like you can buy things as investment pieces and they'll last forever. And there's, there's problems with that. One is your body's going to change probably. And the other is that like, it's okay for for us to evolve and for that those styles to change too and so that's another kind of box that people can put themselves in where they're like i actually have a client who lives in paris and um i mean she's she's french and lives in paris and she really opened my eyes to how like narrow the fashion is if you're a french woman like we all have this concept in our head of like what a french woman looks like and it's like what if you don't what if that's not you you know, it's, it's really interesting. Um, so even that, that kind of timeless forever, you know, classic style, it's going to still evolve. So just allowing ourselves to know that, to know that we change, to know that we'll buy clothes all, all, mm. all over the course of our life. And some of us yeah. love that and some of us hate it. Yeah. But <laughs> it's just a part of life. <laughs> it's a part of life. Exactly. Yes. Well, Daisy, if people want to follow along with you, find out more about you, um, learn even how to become a client, where can people find you? Well, my website is mindfulcloset.com um, and I'm on Instagram and TikTok at <laughs> yes. mindfulcloset. Um, and yeah, 
working always to put stuff out there that people find helpful. Yeah. Great. Great. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for taking time for this conversation. Um, like I said at the beginning, I feel like a lot of people are going to walk away with just so many like aha moments and, and even just kind of feeling less alone in their own personal journey to really feeling confident and feeling at home in their body. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining today's episode on the free method podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star review that helps others discover this message of freedom. Share this with your friends and make sure you tag us on Instagram at free method nutrition. And if you're ready to start your own journey to freedom, I'd love to offer you a free call to chat with me about your health goals. Head to freemethodnutrition.com slash free call to schedule yours. We will see you in the next episode.